Oh, you beat me. Avoid avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded. Wow. Blimey. Seth, you're being recorded. That well, I should hope so. Yeah, otherwise this podcast's going to be very. Um, it's going to be a bit tricky. A bit one-sided. Yeah. Hello, anyone listening. Welcome to Connecting Vague Dots with me, Jay Panels, and with Seth Cox. Hello, everyone. We don't have a guest today. Um, you may have realised. Well, you wouldn't have done because I chipped in before the guest could even be introduced. But I mean, we don't. I'm telling you now, we don't have a guest today, just to avoid any confusion. Because um, we haven't had a guest for the past uh, three weeks or so. Um, so it, just in case you thought it was a regular thing, us having guests. Um, the thing is, me and Jay don't have an in- inexhaustible number of, um, let alone friends, people we know that, that would... That would be on them. here. Yeah, exactly. Um, that would want to talk to one or both of us at the same time. Yeah, I mean, one of us is a stretch. Both of us, like, it must be like being spit-roasted by... To horrible people who are just rude. Why? Why would you pick that analogy? No, I meant I meant to say shafted from two directions, but that's the same thing. Right, that it's basically the same sentence. So I just cut to the chase a bit, and instead of spoke, speaking around it, I sort of just hit the nail on the head. How have you been, Jay? I mean, we have just sort of had, well, I say we've had a quick catch up. We had about a minute. We added like two minutes of conversation. <laughs> just before we started to hit the record button. Yeah, I've been fine, you know, sort of just allowing things to get along with themselves. Yourself? Um, no, just quickly on that last point. Are you, you, do you mean your uni work you're allowing to get on with itself? Because I can tell you from experience it won't. You need to actively do that work. I need to actively do work? Yes. Yes, you do. Don't. Yes. That's a lie. It's a marvel you're in second year and have so far been letting your work do itself which is what my ex-girlfriend used to do <laughs> what let she me used to do herself no let me do myself <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke for anyone listening <laughs> right um we're gonna move on from that i feel like i want to be in that sort of radio mood where we don't leave any you know weird awkward pauses but at the same time, we probably will, and I probably won't care. I mean, I'm editing it, so leave as many awkward pauses as you want, because it's just going to be more of a pain in the ass for me to edit. There we go, there's one. That'll have to go. And another one. Can we have you back to your radio mood, please? Because, I mean, I do have quite a busy week planned, and I've got a lot of work to get through, because, as I've mentioned before, and I can't stress this enough, Law is actually quite a lot of work. Yeah, it it is one of the more involved degrees. Yeah, I mean, I've just you had, have to do it. Yeah, I've I've just had an, an a, a lecture that was supposed to be an hour on democracy. Um, was an hour and uh, two hours and a half. Um, I, I felt short done by to be honest. What you got? You got more lecture material than I... than you were than you're paying for. Yes, you got, you got your money's worth. Well, that's what that's what the lecture. So you didn't get hard done by. You got you got soft done by. Oh, I'll take the hard done by over the soft that's, done by. That's, that's what she said. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, no, because that, that, that was the argument the lecturer made. He said, "Don't be angry at me for going on for two and a half hours, because the more information, the better." And I thought, I see where you're coming from, mate. But but also, fuck you. 
Also, I've got a life, and I'd rather be doing other things than listening to you ramble on about political theory for two and a half hours. Yeah. I feel very much like um, my degree is a thing that I will do and get done and then not care about anymore. Fucking hell. That's a thought, isn't it? I will probably finish uni and go, cool, done with that shite. Let's do something interesting. <laughs> no, no, the, the uni bit is meant to be the interesting bit, and then you're meant to... Go, you've just delayed making a choice for three years. What do you mean, delayed making a choice? Well, about your future. But if you're just doing a degree that you're going to disregard, then... Why? But I can't speak. I'm doing law, but I want to be an actor. So I mean, what are we? What are we fucking talking about, eh? Yeah. What are we? What are we yammering on about? Fuck. Nice. Why? Why are we doing a podcast? I don't know. We're just I... chucking stuff at the internet. <laughs> this is basically what a lot of people who who end up actually doing things on the internet mainly just like spent about like two, three years just chucking random things at the internet seeing if any of it stuck to the wall this hasn't stuck to the wall but we're doing it anyway because it's fun yeah and it might yet Like the did they do that with the bible I've heard this theory that that is how they um, well they chucked it at the wall how they edited the bible yeah because the bible was probably a sort of immense um, scripture of all these different parables and stories and psalms and stuff, and, and I from I thought that that's what they did with the Bible. They chucked them at the wall with sticky stuff and saw what stuck, and what stuck was ordained by God. And they thought, yes, let's put that in there. Yeah, it's it's like um, it's almost like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where you're constantly editing it, just making it slightly better. Yeah. So go here's a thing. Do you like it? No? Okay, we'll tweak that a bit. Is it better now? Yeah, okay. Cool. We'll leave it. We'll leave that there. And it's and the Bible is now old enough that no one could be asked to tweak it anymore. So we're just going to argue about the things that it says. I mean... I don't know. What, what am I talking about? That was one of those occasions, I think, where you're not listening to yourself, but I'm listening to you. <laughs> Um, I I do this. I've done this so much recently. I've just zoned out of my own sentence halfway through. I've just, I've just been talking, and then I I've come in on the end of the sentence, going, "What did I just say?" Yeah. I, felt, I felt my mouth move, and I heard noises, but I wasn't listening to them. I mean, this could very much be a similar problem to that which Hitler could have had. Where he just sort of he just sort of spoke, and then half an hour later, once he's sort of all rattled up and done his speech, he sort of realizes I wasn't listening to what I was saying. He just goes back to the green room and says, "Lads, can you play that one back? I think I might have said something bad." <laughs> yeah, can we get the, the around the twenty minute mark? I think I might have authorized some mass excuse messages. Shall we go back to um the Bible things? I was going to say something interesting about the, the the Bible thing. So we'll leave Hitler. We'll put a pin in Hitler for a second. We'll leave put a pin in Hitler. Yeah, we'll come back to that sort of okay. mass extermination thing later. Um, but with the Bible and how it's not being edited anymore, I think they've missed a trick there because there's definitely some stuff in the Bible that could go. Um, <laughs> 
it, it could do with a with a with a uh, sort of a revised edition. I think that was it. That was all I'm going to say. They could cut some of the horrible stuff, the the sexist stuff and the homophobic stuff and the racist stuff. Um, and what you'd be left with is a nice book. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Is a, is a a finished article, maybe. I don't good, know. Good hearty guide to life, but now we, it's just problematic. Maybe that could be our next project, Jay. Um, we could do a revised. We could edit the Bible. That that would be a meaty task. I've just I've just started editing my book. <laughs> like that's a hundred thousand words. I've just started reading it and going over the notes and going, fuck it out. Some of this is really is crap. <laughs> How long had you left it for? But between sort of the writing and their revisiting, uh, been... a month, a just month. over a month. I just yeah. went, nope, not looking at that anymore. Um, and then I'll get back to it at some point. I'll get back to it in a month's time. I basically said I'm going to give it a month. Can you... it a month and yeah. now I'm back. <sighs> It'll be fine. It's yeah. just a bit waffly. Yeah, but I, I think that's expected. Maybe that's just your style. No, some of it is like properly unnecessarily waffly. <laughs> As I said, maybe that is just your style. Um, well, I can't talk, but we we both do a lot of unnecessary waffling. So we maybe... do. I I def I do a lot of unnecessary waffling. That is true. Yeah, I mean, f just for example, how how long have we been on this um, call and not started the actual podcast? Oh, ten minutes. Oh yeah, this is it. We did, this... we did say hello to anyone listening, so we did it. We've done the intro. Yeah, yeah, we've we've done the intro just so people know that they're not just tuned into a conversation. Just a random chat. Actually, they are. They are very much. Well, they sort just, of are. That's what podcasts yeah. are, isn't it? Yeah. So sorry for talking at you, but that is the whole point. I of... mean, but I mean, if you, if you're listening to this, then this is probably what you were after. Yeah. I mean, we we'll are... get to the, we'll get to the meat of it in a, in a bit, but yeah, you know, I mean... it's just a it's just a nice little chat yeah, it's like ringing up an agent for phone sex getting phone sex yeah and you never know this might do what phone sex does for some people this might do for you um, this, is, this is some people's phone sex I'm sure it will be I'm sure it will there, be. Are, there are some people right now who are <laughs> don't say it <laughs> because, oh gosh if you are I'm really sorry um, it must take a while um, I mean, if that's what you're into, I then, suppose. you know, we're happy we could help. Give us money. Um, yeah, give us money, please, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, links in the description. Before, but I think we should start. <laughs> you think we should... Are you? Have you suddenly become uncomfortable? No, just as soon as... Just when you said then, uh, give us money, I thought, what a brilliant idea. Why haven't we asked anyone for money before? Um, but we will now <laughs> doing that. Why haven't we asked anyone for money before? Actually, that is a good point. <laughs> haven't we asked people for money? I mean, the worst that could happen is they continue not to give us money. Yeah. And the best that could happen is... So we'll be just as badly off as we were before. Yeah, which I, I sort of used to by now. I've sort yeah. of accepted that no matter what I do in life, I will be as badly off as I was before. Yeah. There's a whole um, C6 Steve um, song and album. It's got to start out with nothing, and I've still got most of it left. <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah, that's pretty relatable. That's the way the life is, isn't it? Mm. It's the way the life is, not not. <laughs> life. 
Not life in general, the life. <laughs> I love... Right, let's just... Here's the thing. Um, uh. in, in my brain, I regularly do rants about random things. Uh-huh. So, I... For some reason, I was going to start talking about the word the, because it is the only word in the English language where it doesn't have a synonym. No, you're... I think I think this is true, I, and if I am wrong, please, anyone correct me, but I think the is the only definite article in the English language. There are others in other languages, because in French, like, you have le, la, and mm. le. le. Um, but that's because the French language uses gendered um, identifiers. But they, but they are all basically synonyms of each other. But because we don't in English, we only have one definite article. I think... Well, there's some. There's a thing, and this was a rant you were having in your brain, was it? Yeah, I I also have another rant in my brain about um how you know in English lessons, uh they always tell you never use the word nice. Yeah, or interesting. Usually, interesting is a bad word to use. Yeah, I very much um think that that's utter bollocks. Do you like the word nice? I don't. I don't think I like the word nice. But I don't dislike the word nice. I think it's a it's a nice word. You can use it in ways that and it's nice to be nice. Ugh. And it's nice when people are nice. Yeah? Yeah. There, there, there are ways that you could use the word nice that aren't bad. And I think we should encourage people not to not use words, but to make sure when they do use words, they use them in a good way. So don't boycott the word nice or moist or residence or fucking, I don't know, um, feet. Cunt. Cunt. Use the word cunt in a good way. (laughs) You don't overuse the word cunt. No, definitely not. But when you do use the word cunt, make sure you're putting a very fine point on the fact that you've just said cunt. Yeah, I mean, don't yeah, don't use it too much, or the novelty wears off with with the c word. I, I I love the c word, and this is why I love being British because we are fucking good at swearing, aren't we? There 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 is a way of swearing in the way that English people swear that is different to the way other people swear. It's we just do- better. America, the American swearing is a bit tame. Hmm. It is. I don't really, I don't really like it because you watch American sitcoms and American programs, and you go, "You're swearing in a really boring way." Mm. This is why I love the thick of it so much. I mean, yeah, that is as as Ollie says in one of the episodes, or or Glenn says, that is good swearing. Yeah, it's it's definitely an art. Yeah. It really is. It's it's not an art that many people take the time to learn, but it is an art. That it is. That it is. Um, speaking of, you, you know, you, you were talking about things going on in your head, and you know, I found them very 
fascinating. I've got things that are going on in my head as well. Can I share one of them before we? Yeah, of course. Right. So you know, sometimes when you sort of wake up from sleeping, which is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is a good start to this thought. <laughs> you know, when you wake up from sleeping in yeah. that in that way that you do, they go, "No, Seth, I don't know. How do you wake up from sleep?" Anyway, that, carry on. That's on a similar level to um, what the what the monsters called in Gremlins, isn't it? That comment. Or no, what what did my flatmate say to me the other day? They said something hilarious. No, I can't remember. Anyway, what are the things called in Gremlins? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they called Gremlins, mate. It was something like that, and one of my flatmates said, and I said, "That's brilliant." Anyway, um, the, the what, what was in my head? So when you wake up, sometimes from sleeping, you sort of have these weird. Um, Sort of, you feel compelled to do something. Um, did, did you ever wake up with a, with a sort of a feeling of conviction that, that that you need to do something, whether it be sort of find your passport or um, ask your mother about your birth certificate and or, or ask about the time you were born or something like that? Do you ever wake up with sort of a very clear and concise sort of clarity that you need to do something? And and it's probably going to be completely irrelevant. Do you ever wake up with that? Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. I think most people most people do because it's sort of that post sleeping clarity i suppose i'll call it that's my theory anyway so i woke up and um i thought i really need to learn to um to drive a car around around a track really well it needs to be something like a skill that i learn and and i woke up with this fit and i said because i'd never be able to be a presenter on top gear unless i learn how to drive this car around a track really really well i'll I'll never be a presenter and i don't even want to be a presenter on top gear and that was just the the thought that i woke up with it was ridiculous it's one of those things, isn't it? The human brain is very, very interesting. Woke up thinking, if I don't do this, I'll never be on Top Gear. <laughs> yes. I don't want to be on Top Gear, but if I don't do this, I won't be on Top Gear. That was it. That was I think my... by the time that we are of an age where it would make at least some sense for us to be on Top Gear, Top Gear won't be a thing. No. Or, no, it, it won't be. Because that will be in, like, 20, 30 years, and by that time, the BBC won't exist anymore. Oh, what's your theory here? This sounds like an interesting line of reasoning. I mean, it's not really. A th- lots of people have said it, you know. The, B- the BBC is <clears throat> basically just being slowly dismantled and gotten rid of by pricks. Mm, yeah. Which is a shame. I like the BBC. is great. Yeah, some of the best shows have come from the BBC. Well, the best shows have come from the BBC. Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah. Anyway, we could look. We have talked enough, I think. Um, let's get to the meet and gravy. Talked enough. No, we all have not. Podcast. I know we we've talked enough about stuff that may not be of interest. Did you just mention? Are you suggesting that we have been boring? I, I, do you know? I'd never, I'd never describe us our conversations as boring because I think I would. Our conversations can sometimes be incredibly boring. I don't find them boring. That's good. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you bore me. I'm saying that from an outside perspective, ah. if someone was just listening to our conversations, sometimes they'd go. I'm not going to listen to this conversation anymore. They turn yes. it off. How how should we um sort of remedy that? 
to replace Marvin Gaye. Yeah. <laughs> Plans across the river. No. I know how we might remedy that. Go on then. We could crack on with the with the game element, the sort of interactive element of, of the conversation where, where where the listener gets to um reason and and judge and question what our link might be for this week. Do you want to explain the pod- the um, concept? Yes, I will explain the concept. So, me and Jay, sometimes a guest, not in this case, choose a film, a book, and a piece of music, all with an underlying theme or link, and it is up to the other person in the call, in this case just me and Jay, to infer from what the other has said what their link might be. We've also got a point system involved, but the sooner you get the link, the more points you get. And um, also, me and Jay revisit any of the suggestions from the week before we get some points. We do this because um, it's always nice to sort of visit new things and 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 I, I think people that recommend you new films and new books and, and new music are some of the most important people that you will um most important friends that you have so um jay on that note <laughs> you didn't did you um i did actually <gasps> oh it wasn't one of my suggestions though was it no no uh we had jamie queen on last week mm. it's very good um we had a long argument about trains yes. some of that got cut i think <laughs> yeah, and, and it, was st- it was still a long argument about trains, but we had an argument about trains. Yeah, and you watched Thomas the Tank Engine on the back of that, did you? No, I didn't. Um, what I did was is his song choice was that Eric Clapton one, Delilah, was it? Layla, yeah, Layla, that was it. Whilst I was editing the podcast last week, I went, I got to the point where he was talking about Layla. I went, oh yeah, he was talking about Layla. Yeah. I'm gonna back on some Layla. Listen to that whilst I'm editing the podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's good. It's really good. I'd Lovely. forgotten how good it is. Yeah, I do you know. I might, I might whack it on in a minute as well because I didn't, I didn't play it unfortunately. And you didn't revisit any of my other or Jamie's other choices. Uh, Jamie's other choices um, were Monty Python and The Life of Brian. Yeah. Because yeah, and then his other one was yeah, the Thomas the Tank Engine books. Hmm. I didn't revisit either of those, unfortunately. Neither did I, unfortunately. And I didn't revisit... I was meant to. I should have... No, it doesn't matter. What were your um, choices again? My choices? Mm. Well, my link last week was all about... Stories told in reverse. Ah, yes. You had Memento, which I need to revisit at some point. You had... um, the Arrival soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. And, and Out of Love by Hazel Hayes. It's really yes, good. Go that, read it. I have noted it down. I have noted it down. That is on the list. So that means you haven't read it yet? No, I haven't read it yet. Go no. read it. It's really good. Okay. I I'll will. Give you a, I'll give you a copy. Oh, okay. Well, no, that, that, I won't. I'm, oh, okay. I'm not doing that. It's, right. it's on my bookshelf. And it's really good. You should read it. But I won't give you a copy because COVID and lockdown distance yeah and also i'm busy and i don't want to see you in person that'd be horrible yeah no you could have stopped at just a lockdown and then left it there but thanks for going on anyway um my link last week was um probably really good as as it is usually oh it's a 27 club so we had um oh yeah nirvana we had um this obscure poet and we had um, uh, 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 oh, the Star Trek in the Darkness film. Oh, yeah, the guy who died in a motorbike 
accident yes. crash thing. Yeah, that was sad. Yes, that was sad. But bit of a bit of a dark one last week's episode. Um, yeah. But this week I'm back and I'm raring to go and I've got a brilliant link this week and it shouldn't be too difficult for you to um, guess, Jay. So with that in mind, do you mind if I kick it off? No, I don't mind if you kick it off. Lovely. Have we talked about uncut gems on here before? Oh, this is the Adam Sandler film, isn't it? It is the Adam Sandler film, yes. We haven't spoken about it. Brilliant. Have you seen it? Uh, no. Okay, well, bit of ramble coming up for you. So, um, this is a film that was released last year by A24, a brilliant film company. You know, they do stuff like um, Hereditary, Midsummer, um, they do Lighthouse, all these sort of independent uh, movies, which I really like. Um, so, yes, it was released by A24 by the Safety Brothers, or Safety Brothers, I don't, I don't know which one it was. But um, they also had directed previously a Good Time. Um, I don't know if you've seen that with Robert Pattinson. I haven't seen that one yet, but I do need to watch it because I enjoyed Uncut Gems immensely. It's a recent watch for me. I only watched it um, a couple months ago. Um, but it's brilliant. So you've got Adam Sandler, who is this sort of pawnbroker. He, he sort of sources um, stones and, and jewellery from um, places, usually you know unethically from abroad, and he sells them at an auction. So there's a high-risk involved in this and this film basically just follows Adam Sandler walking around accumulating debt um, making lots of enemies um, all pretty much everything goes wrong for him and it's only over the span of about three four days and it's just like watching a man being just punched and then raped and then slapped and then slapped and then punched again he's just being sort of he's just bouncing off everyone and being hit and cheated by everyone and and it's awful it's very very stressful i mean watching this film um it was just so like jarring to watch this guy just sort of bounce around life you know doing everything right but unfortunately doing it wrong at the same time and his performance was very good it was um shunned at, is that how you say it? shunned at the oscars yeah that's the yeah. word yeah shunned at the oscars um he didn't get a mention um although he did get a little email from Daniel Day-Lewis saying how much he personally loved Adam Sandler's performance and it was a very good performance from Adam Sandler I think he's on the way up at the moment um, but that's about it, it's got a, a good sub- supporting cast as well, it's got Lakeith um, Sutherland and who I'm starting to enjoy a lot he's done stuff like Get Out and um, Knives Out and I was, <laughs> Get Out and Knives Out and Uncut Gems so yeah, that's Uncut Gems for you Very good so, it does sound really good actually I w- think I would like to see it I think you would. It's although, like, like I say, it is. It, it's not that it's not an enjoyable watch, but it's fucking stressful. It really takes it out of you. Yeah, sounds really good. I'm gonna watch it at some point. I'll probably watch it this week now. That would be good. Yeah, it is bloody good. What other films do you, have you sort of just on this sort of topic of like stressful films? This isn't my link, by the way. I say that now. I'm not making it overly obvious, but like, how do you get on with films that like stress you out? Um, depends how long it's stressing me out for. Yeah. Like, if it's if it's going to stress me out for more than, like, 15 minutes at a time, then I'll probably, like, pause it and do something else. Okay. Because I go, I'm, I, get, I feel stressed anyway. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you might end up pausing this one a couple times then. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think I've heard from Dan... Hole that it's basically just 
and like a an hour and a half long argument <laughs> with lots of different people. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Okay. That is it. That's uh, it's no, it sounds really good. Um, I will end up watching it. So, thinking about your link, then mm. not stressful things, which is annoying because that's Im- immediately what I thought it might be. Yeah. Um, but you also talked about like um being shunned at the awards. So mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. That it was. It's, it's something that's been ignored by the awards. Um, that's not it, no. Okay. Anywhere near? Um, no. Nowhere near. Cool. That's lovely. Good guess, anyway. Yeah. Not getting a point for it. Although you're starting on a point with the internet. You are one point ahead of me. Oh, yeah, I am, because I actually revisited something. Yes, you did. Which is rare. It is rare. Yeah. I've forgotten already. What were your things from last week? It was a uh, 27 Club. Oh, yeah. We did mention that. Just went completely out of my head. Sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Do you want to do the talking for a bit? What, does in like, do my film? Yes, do your film. Right, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. I can't remember if I've picked this before. I feel like I might have done. Or at least I might have mentioned it in passing. This is how long um, this has been going now that we're both questioning whether we've talked about them before on the podcast. It's been almost six months. Of doing mm. so, yeah. you, know, you can forgive us for yeah. forgetting our lives. I think so. I don't know what I did six months ago. I know exactly what I did six months ago. I woke up at nine o'clock every day, got up, sat on my laptop for six hours, closed my laptop, had some lunch, sat around for another three hours, and then I went to bed because that was lockdown. That was all we were allowed to do. Looking so, back, it was a good life. Huh? Looking back, it, it was a good life. What, lockdown? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was awful. Oh, I quite liked not doing anything, I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's... I don't know why that is. Because I I don't relate at all. That I, I had a horrible time. Oh. It was not fun. Would much rather have not had that. But never mind, we're here now. Yeah, all right. Don't, don't want to bring the mood down. Life, so let's keep life, it life has, hasn't gotten a whole lot better. Okay, yeah. It's uh, not gotten worse. To the, into the sort of downbeat just... segment of the podcast. Let's keep it up, Jay. Hello, how are you? Do, we, do, we, do, you, do you want me to up the energy? Let's up, let's up the energy. Do you let's... want me to be happy? Not artificially, no. Okay. But maybe that's too much of an ask. Right, well, we'll... we'll... Well, cheer everyone up, because yeah. right now I'm going to start talking about Full Metal Jacket. Ah, lovely. No, you haven't picked this before. Oh, I haven't. Oh, that's good. It's a Stanley Kubrick film, and I have picked Kubrick films before, mm. because um, Kubrick films are really, really good. And this is one of those films. So Full Metal Jacket tells the story of some young kids going to Vietnam and also the training that they had to go through before they went to Vietnam it's harrowing from start to finish you very much get the sense that all of their innocence is lost and you can see the light draining from their eyes in every single frame gosh this sounds like a familiar 
it's it's a it's a really good film. I relate to it not at all. But um so the the initial training stage you get this drill sergeant who is iconic like everyone knows him well everyone has seen clips of that so yeah. everyone sort of knows what what that's about just very unkind very shouty very intense quite stressful at, at times and you have one that one cadet who is driven fully mad like goes in seems sort of happy go lucky gets the absolute shit bullied out of him and um that his his life happens um you observe that and then you move on to essentially part 2 of the film when they're in Vietnam and you get Joker, who's part of um, the training camp uh, from the first act of the film. He's now like a war reporter taking photos and writing articles about things that have happened in the war. You, fairly um, unbiased things. Like, it's quite straight journalism from mm. what you can sort of see in the film which is interesting in and of itself yeah um and you see him you see like there's just a mass grave at one point but it's about an hour into the film after the yeah it's about 10 minutes after the end of the first basically act of the film um and he's just wandering through, and there's just an enormous mass grave of like twenty or so bodies, which is it's it's an intense film. You do, and you get a pop soundtrack as well to it, <laughs> like this really fifties pop soundtrack. Like they're going into a city um, that is uh, occupied by the VC, and they're basically shelling the shit out of it with a tank, and you hear. Bird is the word is playing at the same time as as they're doing this, and it's really really harrowing. They all there definitely is that loss of innocence thing. Like they're all like twenty three, yeah. and you could just see every single bit of joy drained from their eyes throughout the course of the film. Yeah, it's really good. Not a comedy, then. It's it's kind of funny sometimes. But it's funny in that not really very funny way. In a sort of awkward, laughy, shouldn't be laughing at this way. It's very black humour. I like black humour. Yeah, I like black humour. Yeah. I mean, if... Gosh, that... I mean, this is the thing about um, Kubrick films. I feel like they all involve someone going a bit... Cuckoo. Shining. Yeah. 2001. Yeah. The computer goes mad in that one. Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Eyes Wide Shut, maybe. Haven't seen that one. No, neither, but, you know, okay. it's another film. Um, Lolita, is that one he, ma- he made? Yeah, he did Lolita, yeah. Yeah. Pedo. 
Um, yeah, that's that is that that is a pedo book, isn't it? That's, there's nothing else to say about it, really. No, but it's a, it's a pedo book with um, pure and um, honest love for the child, which is uncomfortable for the reader. Yes, um, and everyone else. Yeah, in the book, I seem to remember in the book she's fourteen, but when they made the film, they upped her age to seventeen to make it slightly less problematic. But it's still really problematic. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you can take away from the problematic nature of it. No. I would have left it at 14. I think that would have made for slightly more of an impact, maybe. But then again, you've got the issue with having to get a 14-year-old child actress who doesn't mind being... Pedoed on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, even in film, it's going to be very uncomfortable for for that 14-year-old, when you think about it, because 14's young. But, yeah, maybe that's why they did it. Anyway, look, a couple couple ideas about your link. Um, uh, it could be Vietnam, it could be um, the loss of innocence, it could be uh, things that are juxtaposed in some way with, with like, for example, the soundtrack versus the visuals. Um, but I'm going to stick my neck out and say, let's go Vietnam, because Vietnam could be easy for music choice and book choice. So is it the Vietnam War? Um, my link is not the Vietnam War. I I think the Vietnam War is very interesting, but I don't really know all that much about it. No, I don't know enough about it because were we involved in it? It wasn't us, was it? it was a, I, <laughs> were we involved? Was I in Vietnam? No. Like, I think wasn't I would have remembered. That was America, right? Yeah. Um, and Australia. But I think we got involved as well. With it. Huh? We had nothing to do with it, did we? I don't know how if we had nothing to do with it. I don't think we got involved militarily. No, apart from through sort of music and stuff. I don't think we had an impact. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that that's all right then. Shall we move on to your music? Let's move on to my music. I'm. Um, Are we lifting the spirits now? Is it something happy? Um. Yes, yes it is actually. I've just forgotten what the album's called, but I know the album very well. I'm despite this. Okay. Oh yes, no, I do know what it's called. It is um, Twenty One Pilots, who I like quite a lot. Um, not their new album; their new album's a bit wank. Um, this album was from 2015. It is called Blurry Face. Um, do you know any songs from it, Jay? Have you listened to much Twenty One Pilots? Do you know who they are? What they are? I I've heard the Twenty One Pilots. I don't know of their work. You, I feel like you'll know a couple of their songs. So, um, Twenty One Pilots um, consists of um, two um, main, well, just two people. Uh, you've got the vocalist Tyler Joseph and and, and Nick Thomas, who. Um, just a, hold on a second. I thought it was just two people. I'm now reading that it's that it's three people. Let me just. Have you, have you screwed up your link? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Pause while Seth yes, no, it Googles. Is. Yes, no, it is just two, two members. Josh Dunn and, and, and Jess Tyler. Not that that's relevant, really. Um, so you've got the album. <laughs> yeah, good save. <laughs> um, yeah, Real good. Well done, Seth. Thank you. You've got the album. Blur- Why does Wikipedia like do that to me? That's so horrible of it. It's just ruined my link. Anyway, so the album... <laughs> It's a very good album. It's got songs. Um, you'll know Stressed Out, which was a big hit for them. Um, okay, 
it's got Ride, um, Heavy Dirty Soul, um, I like the Tearing My Heart song and the Judge, uh, very good songs. And they basically just consist of a, yeah, a vocalist and who plays the guitar and a drummer. It's sort of, you've got a sort of white stripes lineup, but um, not. Uh, but yeah, I like them quite a lot. <laughs> a white stripes lineup, but not. Fucking hell, this is going swimmingly, isn't it? <laughs> Are you okay, Seth? No, I, I was okay at home. I've been, I've been thrown. But yes, that's all I've got to say about that, because you now know what my link is. <laughs> yeah, it's duo, isn't it? Yeah, so okay, stuff that's co-written by yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> two well, points. That's the easiest two points you've ever probably made. No, because you talked about The Lion King once and refused to mention the fact that it's based on Shakespeare. Mm. Basically drawing attention to the fact that your link was Shakespeare. That's a shame. Do you think if I hadn't messed up the lineup, you would have got it? Yeah. Okay, that's made me feel sad. Because I didn't know anything else about him. You just yeah. said it's two people, and I went, oh, the Uncut Gems was two people as well. Yeah. And it'll be that. That's a shame. I was just starting to think that I was getting good at disguising my link. Um, you are but... normally quite good. Yeah, recently I've been okay, but now I seem to have slipped back into bad habits. But, hey, uh, two points for you. You are on three points. I am on... Nada. Yeah. With that in mind, give us your music choice. Mr. Music, will you play? I won't play, but I will, in fact, talk about a member of the 27 Club. Is it Amy Winehouse? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, Back in Black. Back Mm. to Black. No, Back in Black is... ACDC. That's ACDC. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not... Are you... Going for... I used to always get them mixed up as well, so I, I wouldn't feel too bad about that. Yeah. No, I don't feel bad about it. I just caught myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. It's really good. It's a really good album. I like the fact that Amy Winehouse came from jazz. Mm. That, that makes me very happy. Yeah. Um, Frank is essentially a jazz album. It's just an Amy Winehouse jazz album, so it sounds just like Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. He forgets that it's jazz, um, which is nice. I like Amy Winehouse a lot. It's definitely, especially in Back to Black. Have you seen the document, the um, documentary called Amy? No, so good. It, I need to stop clicking my pen. I can't. I don't know if the audio can pick it up, so I'm just going to pack it in and throw the pen mm. across the room. So, yeah, the documentary Amy by Asif Kapadia basically follows her life story basically and her struggles with relationships in the romantic relationship that he that she had that shaped her and was quite bad for her i Mm. think it would it would be fair to say and also it paints it paints her father in quite an unforgiving light mm. that he that it, there was an element of using her um, it it can feel quite uncomfortable sometimes you do you do sort of get I don't know you just come out of it and you feel really sorry for her mm. that film and you get definitely get it in the album as well there's a lot of sadness and sort of bitterness as well in just the way she presented herself 
It's mm. really interesting. I really like Amy Winehouse's music. Um, it's got a great voice. One of my favourite voices. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the way she sings and what she sings as well. Mm. You sometimes it's really good to sit down and listen to it, which mm. which you can easily not do with lots of music. And you're not necessarily missing out on much. But if you do it with Amy Winehouse, you definitely are missing out on things. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've put albums on before that have um, that in the background and and they've finished. And it's only about half an hour after they've finished, I've gone, oh, I've just listened to that album. That was unimpactful. Do you know what I mean? When it doesn't grab you at all. What songs were on... um, Back to Black. I mean, obviously you've got Back to Black and Valerie. Is, is, was it? I think, it Valor, much... I think Valerie is like an extra track on on Frank. Is uh, it? Uh... No, it's like um. So you get Rehab. Oh yeah. Me and Mr. Jones. Uh, Love is a losing game. Oh yeah. Which is a good one. They're all they're all great. You know I'm no good. It's all it's all great. I used to give it a proper listen actually. I've never properly sat down and listened to one of our albums. Yeah, mm. it's it's great, and you probably know my link. My link now. You say you say that is it? Is either is either stuff where you feel sorry for the the people, or it's um another thing that I've just forgotten. Well, see, I I haven't really said the phrase loss of innocence. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, there you go. I'll give, I'll give you, I sort of handed that one to you. You did a bit, yeah. I, I did purposefully steered away from using the phrase when talking about Amy Winehouse because you, sort of, you sort of just know that is part of her story anyway. Yeah. She was a... Was it a, a drug overdose in the end? Um, yes, I think so. Uh, I can't remember. But, yeah, it was... um. Very sad. Yeah. So, you know, in line with the sort of cheeriness of this this particular podcast. So that, that's nice. I was I was out I was going out for a walk the other day, and it just randomly. I know why it occurred to me. Mm. Orla Gartland has a new song out. Who? Orla Gartland. Never heard of him. Irish singer songwriter. Uh, she's really really good. I recommend you give her a listen. She's got a new song out called Pretending. Mm. And the music video for it um, is really interesting. I really like it. She uses really cool visual effects sometimes that are usually quite subtle in her videos. And the way she, that, uh, that that she uses that in her video is really, really cool. Mm. Um, the outfit that she's wearing in it, I looked at it and I went, that sort of reminds me a little bit. You look a little bit like David Bowie. When you wear that, that's quite cool. I like David Bowie. And then I was just walking along, listening to the song, reminded of the reminded of the music video in my head. And, oh yeah, she looks a little bit like David Bowie. And then I just got this horrible f- remem- memory of that. Oh yeah, David Bowie's dead. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sad now. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just remembered David Bowie. David Bowie died. Mm. Uh, and you thought of Amy Winehouse. Yeah. No. Because Amy Winehouse also died. It's sad when people die, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> it is. 
It is, isn't it? I don't... This is the... Oh, no, I'm not... Look, do you get more sad, say, if a distant relative died or a celebrity that or a sort of very influential artist that, that you've grown up with and, and she's had a or she has had a, a, a big impact on, on your life so like if i were to just sort of move on move move through my life and then my great auntie died or something yeah. would i would i be would that make me more sad than if say jacob collier died I don't know. Probably sounds kind of bad. I think I might be slightly more sad about Jacob Collier. No, but I think that makes sense because they were doing. Oh, it sounds awful, but they they're doing something, aren't they? Something impactful, something that that has a, an an effect or or sort of resonates with a, a large number of of people. I think. I think what. Um, a lot of people get bummed out about when celebrities die is there's the idea of there's potent you got so much more potential yeah. so like right for example with Jacob Collier he's like he's 25 yeah there are many many more things that he could create if if I if it was someone who was like really old you know like mm. Stephen Hawking yeah who sadly passed away that's that doesn't make me more sad than if a, my relative has died because at that point, you know, he's made a substantial enough contribution. I don't I don't know if he had much more to give. Uh, yeah, no, there there is a wasted potential thing, isn't it? Yeah, which is always tragic. Which like, Whiplash explores, doesn't it, very very well. Whiplash explores the sort of idea of wasted potential and how that's the most tragic loss ever, pretty much, is, is the argument it makes. There, there's there's an element of that in the J.K. Simmons character. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, you, you put, where, you, where he pushes people so hard that he's just making sure he's squeezing every bit of, every bit of goodness out of them. Mm. Yeah. Which... I think we all need someone like that at some point. It's just maybe not an abusive, shouty, sweary person. I think I think I think they have to. You can absolutely do that, but you have to know when to switch it switch it off. Yeah, absolutely. And be, and be nice again. Mm. So your um, your link is the loss of innocence. Yeah, I like the loss of innocence. Well, I, just, I like the loss of innocence. I like um, stuff about the loss of innocence. I think it's a very interesting thing to thing to focus on. Um, and I'm gonna sort of go again the structure of the podcast now by um, suggesting is your book Lord of the Flies it's not and the reason it's not it, well there's a couple of reasons it's not um, firstly it's been talked about before ah yes. which I do vaguely remember and also I haven't read it ah yes that, that, that would that'd be a reason well, what is your book then if you don't mind moving on to your book because um, should we yeah should we just cut, cut to that yeah okay um well, it's not a book, actually, this week. It is um, a storyline from the Sandman comics. Oh, lovely. And it is... I've forgotten the... I think it's A Game of You is the one that it's called. I'm just trying to read it from here. Um, yeah, yeah, Game of You, number five. Yeah. Um, it follows Barbie, who is 
um, part of the second Doll's House storyline, mm. and she is sort of tangentially involved in that. Uh, we're following her, and she's moved to New York, and she's been living a quite squalid, slobbish life. Have you read The Game of You? Have you no, I haven't. read no. that far in Sandman yet? Because I know you are reading it. Yeah, I'll make my slow list. I try not to include any major spoilers, but... Okay. There, there is a lot of stuff. She basically goes to uh, the dreamscape, and there is a separate realm that has basically been this... which is basically this realm that she would visit when she was a child... Um, she visited it all through her all through her life, like from the ages of like six, up up until like the age of like nineteen. Mm. She she would go there in her dreams, um, and then she just never never went back because of that loss of innocence sort of thing. Yeah, and it's a really harrowing story actually. Um, it's one of the few. It's one of the few times in Sandman. Sandman is a really, really good comic. It's just it's one of the best comics that that's ever been written. It Sandman has this incredible um, power of a, to to affect emotions more than other comics. I think mm. a game of you kind of did did get to me a little bit. It was playing with those emotion strings in a way that. I've definitely never felt a comic do before. Mm. It's really good. It's definitely Sandman is an experience. Lots of people say this about Sandman, and it sounds kind of wanky, but Sandman is an experience. <laughs> mm. I'm looking forward to, to to reading it. I'm looking forward to getting onto all of them. I mean, yeah, from what I, read, I I like it a lot. Yeah, the game of you is the last um, story that I've read. I haven't got um, through the rest of them yet. Mm. So there's about eleven, I think. Yeah, yeah, there are. There's eleven uh, sets of stories and like seventy something issues, seventy-seven maybe, maybe eighty. Um, yeah, and I'm about halfway through. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but I mean, for comics, I suppose it's not that much, maybe. After all, well, it went for a long time. It was about seven years running, man. Because they they would do one issue a month. It, it was a month. It was a monthly feature. Mm. And so they were doing it for well, what's like eighty divided by twelve? Quite nice. Eight, seven, eight. Huh? Seven or eight? Yeah, seven. Yeah, seven or eight. Um, so that's it was going for like seven years. Uh, yeah, because I think it started in 1989 and finished in 1996. See, even an an issue a month is 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 is, a, is an impressive feat in of itself. I think, especially to to do it for, for like the quality that that it is. Yeah. Like it's not just churning out shit like EastEnders or Coronation Street or that. It's actually well thought through. It is a. It's a really interesting set of stories, and they move in a really interesting way, mm. and and they were very impactful for a lot of people. It's really cool. It's really mm. good. Anyway, 
that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Sandman. And that, that takes us nicely on to my, my book, which is a co-written book. Oh, is it Good Omens? It is Good Omens, yes. I get a point. Yes, you do. Yes, very yes. good. Yeah, you have stormed this one compared I to have. me. I um, Yeah, Good Omens. Um, I haven't spoken about it before, I don't think. No. But I've probably spoken about it before. But yeah, so it's co-written by two of my favourite authors, Sally Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. So I love it when that happens, when something, two of my interests come together. It's like when Douglas Adams writes a Doctor Who episode or, or Peter Capaldi from the thick of it moved over to Doctor Who, you know, usually involving Doctor Who. It's when, it's when you sort of get a clash of, of sort of epicness. Anyway, Good Omens is really good to spell. A, a demon called Crawley and an angel called Aziraphale who become friends and um, their friendship is in of itself very interesting and engaging and um they are um told that the end of the world is imminent and um the, the sort of the one to indicate this end of the world is um the antichrist who is a young boy called adam and um they spend the first half of the book trying to Aziraphale trying to sort of reform adam and, and make him a good and honest person uh, whilst crawley's trying to do the opposite and then they realize about half that they've been doing it to the wrong child and they've got three days to go, and they need to now find the new Antichrist before he ends the world. And, um, yeah, actually, it ties in quite nicely with that loss of innocence thing, because you've got this young boy who is just a boy, and he is also the son of the devil. Um, it's very good. It's very sort of tongue-in-cheek, on-the-nose humour, sort of. So it's basically a satire, but a biblical one, and it's brilliant. Yeah. The series is really good as well, the Amazon mm. series. Yeah, is is there much of a difference? Not massively, but as with all Neil Gaiman stuff, you get more from the book. Yeah, because you get his voice coming through more clearly, which is always a bonus. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch American Gods on Netflix. Yeah, but I keep not because I have American Gods the book on my shelf, and I'm trying to read it but I keep not reading it because it it's so fat. Yeah, it's it's a chunky monkey, that one. Um, do watch the series. I haven't read the book, but the series is bloody brilliant. Bloody yeah. brilliant. So much better than Good Omens. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my choices. So at the end of that, you have four points. Four points. I have two. two. Yeah. I finally won one. I think this might be the first one I've won. In a while, yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations on not stories at all. Um, I hope you go fuck yourself. Oh, I, th- I was. I would have said I hope you die in a fire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, same difference. Yeah, I just re- remembered the bit at the end of um, Full Metal Jacket, where there's a big fire. That's the final shot of the film. That's lovely. Do we want to end on 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 a big, big fire from the Vietnam War, or do we want to? I mean, no, we'll probably not. Do you want to talk about something else? Is there something else? I feel like there's something else that we could talk about. Do you want to talk about the news? I never want to talk about the news. Um, oh God, because... <laughs> no, let's not talk about the news. This is awful. Let's talk about a film I watched yesterday at the cinema. It premiered. Um, it came out yesterday. It is called an uh, oh fuck, anatomite, 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 the type of fossil. Okay. Anyway, it's a lesbian film 
with Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan. Right, as, I should, I should, that's not a funny sentence. No, it's not. But it's funny that because that's the first thing that I used that's to That's the first thing you thought of. I'm a teenage boy. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce this film. How am I going to introduce it? It's a lesbian film. <laughs> like a child at Christmas, yeah. It was a lesbian film. It is a lesbian film. Um, Kate Winslet and Shosha Ronan. Um, and it's, it's, it's based on um, the, the life of a... a, um, a, a f- f- what they called fossil expert, I'm going to call her. She's a fossil expert. She goes around Lyme Regis. It's shot in Lyme Regis, which is nice because it's quite local to us. Um, and it's um, basically... Her job is to go around and sort of find nice rocks and sell fossils and skeletons to, to the National Museum. And she's very well respected. Anyway, and then you get this man who walks in with his wife, Shosha Ronan, who's suffering from... Um, you'll notice I can't say Shosha Ronan without doing it in an Irish accent because that's just how it rolls off the tongue. Anyway, so you've got uh, Shosha Ronan, who is... <laughs> you're such an asshole. It was the uh, wife who is suffering from melancholy and basically... Just suffering from being alive. Suffering it, from melancholy. That's how her husband... Is that, is that a thing? Well, it's, it's, it's how her husband patronises her when he describes it. Um, because it's, 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 oh, because he's being a cunt. Yeah, it's mid-19th century, so she's a uh, okay. woman and a wife and basically... Sorry, I, th- I thought it was modern day and like they were walking along Lyme Regis in, in like a yellow parka. And he, <laughs> here's, my, here's my wife, she's suffering from melancholy. No, no, no. It's it, it's a period piece, yeah. So um, anyway, so yeah, she comes into um, Kate Winslet's life, um, and basically the husband loads her off on Kate Winslet and says, "Look, can you just sort of look after her because I'm gonna go and she's just bringing me down, bringing the mood down the whole time. Can you just sort of keep her here whilst I go abroad?" And she's like, "Not really, but fine." Um, and yeah, so that they build up a friendship, which turns into a lot of pretty hardcore lesbian sex scenes, if I do say so myself. There was. It was pretty graphic. Um, okay. But then again, it's probably no more graphic than heterosexual sex scenes in film. But because it's lesbian, it's deemed more graphic because it's more unusual and, and, it is, and it's done less often in, in film, which is bad because we should be getting used to it by now. But, I feel like you're sort of digging yourself a hole the more I you talk that. about it. No, no, I just think it's it's... It shouldn't be as shocking as you found it. Yeah, it shouldn't be... Yes, exactly. And it probably wasn't graphic, but because it was two girls, and we don't see that enough in film. Um, <laughs> I don't see enough lesbian sex in my films. Really? I want to I see more of, of it. I'm aware of that. How came? <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> I would like there to be more lesbian sex in films, please. Yes, I think there should be more lesbian um, and gay shit. Oh. <laughs> I think <laughs> it just collapsed off his chair. More lesbian and um, gay. More lesbian and gay shit, please. <laughs> Subject I matter. think there should be a more more representation of the Thanks. LGBTQ plus community in cinema. Yes, especially considering that's, we are that's now the PC way of phrasing that sentence. Yeah, not more... more lesbian and gay shit, please. <laughs> We need more representation because it still um, it still feels slightly taboo when you're watching it, which is bad because it shouldn't at the stage that we are at. Um, but aside stage. from at the stage, yes, it, should, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't feel taboo at any stage. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
at any stage. But unfortunately, it does because it's it's been underrepresented. Anyway, I can't speak, so I'm just going to say it was it was a bit boring. Um, <laughs> you were bored. Yes, I was bored. It wasn't the most interesting. I think we possibly watched a different cut because it seemed to end very abruptly and it didn't go on for the runtime that was indicated by runtime. Well, I'll just do like a little bit of an outro then. Yeah. Whilst whilst you get your shit up together and ready. So Seth is now leaving to go to the shops. Um, oh, I think he's gone for a piss. Yes, he has indeed gone to the toilet. I don't know if he's um, taking a piss or taking a shit. He's probably taking a piss. Wait, let's see if we can hear him. No, we can't. He has left the door open, by the way. Um, you can't see this, but he does... The door, his door is open. I think the toilet is now flushing. Yes, it was probably a piss. Thank you very much for listening to the end. It's been a pleasure. It's been a privilege to, to chat with you. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's goodbye from me. And that's goodbye from the recently relieved Seth Cox, who's just had a piss. I was talking about people. it to the listeners. Oh, good. Uh, whoever is listening. Hello, anyone listening. Hello. Thank Welcome you for to listening me. to the end. Oh, yeah. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me, goodbye.